Sigma Man Diaries Podcast. Let's get on with it, y'all. Let's go. Let's go. We can relax, 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 have fun, have fun, fun. Get a good laugh, get a good laugh, laugh, good information, information, and enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. I, I, I need to do what I do. Sigma well. well. I hope all is well. I am your host, Nigel McKnight of Sigma Mel Diaries. Ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm going to allow some of you who are interested in joining my um my talk. However, I want you to be aware of a disclosure though, because I do have a podcast platform. I have like eight to ten of them. And I'm also a YouTuber. And I do upload my content to YouTube as well. So if you don't want to be seen far as your picture and everything like that, your username or your screen name, I will edit that portion out. However, um, the audio will be presented. Okay. Today, I'm going to speak on grief, mourning, and distress. Is this is what you're, you know, is this is what you're experiencing? Because a lot of people have different coping mechanisms when it comes to grief, mourning, or being in in distress. You know, a lot of people deal with uh, substance abuse, alcoholism, um, anger. Um, a lot of people will seclude themselves. They will isolate themselves. Uh, they will shut down. They would be angry inside. And the thing about this is that a lot of people take um, grief and mourning as the same thing. And there are some differences between the two. For example, um, you know, people deal with grief. You know, they they feel sorrow. They feel a whole lot of um, anxiety and stuff like that. Right. Sometimes they refuse to communicate, you know, because they're going through a lot of mental, you know, issues and stuff like that, handling life and dealing with certain situations that they couldn't even fathom would actually take place, right? So grief is is basically what we think and feel, like, you know, on the inside, like when someone we love dies. And, you know, also it includes fear, um, loneliness, panic, pain, yearning, anxiety, like I mentioned before, emptiness, you know? And this is all the stuff, you know, in regards to their internal meaning. You know, when it comes to his experiencing like some form or some type of loss, whereas mourning is the outward expressions of our grief. You know, it's the it's the the actual expression of, of one's grief. So, for example, you know, a lot of people said, you know, they cry, they, they feel somber, they feel lonely. You know, as I said before, a lot of people, they, they become angry, they lash out. A lot of people, you know, you find them destroying things. Uh, they pick fights with people, you know, they become very perplexed and disturbed. And some people in certain instances, you know, they would lack accountability to the point whereas, you know, they refuse to seek counseling. They say, you know, time will heal all wounds. But throughout that duration of time, you are causing yourself more self-inflicted pain and or damage, see. And that also affects how you communicate with others as well as how you take care of yourself. As far as your mental well-being, mental hygiene, whether you eat, you know, 
all these type of things can go i mean it could be really bad you know so a lot of people don't know how to approach certain situations and then they become distressed you know so when you're dealing with certain losses or experiencing certain losses a lot of people still hold on to hope faith because a lot of people do deal with um attachment issues you know what i mean and that doesn't work too well for a lot of people and it's not good to isolate yourself because you know they say that when you're sitting there lonely and desolate and in isolation right your mind that's the devil's playground you have people committing suicide behind these type of things and that's a serious problem because the simple fact of the matter is this you know a lot of us live in a world whereas we don't expect anything to go wrong because in our minds we're entitled to have and experience only the good things right because it's what we want right it's what we desire it's what we believe it's it's our self-truth but you have to think about things from in you know an objective lens you know throughout life you know we, we have our issues whether it's dealing with our health you know our, our mental well-being around relationships marriages friendships jobs careers hobbies you know all those things you know but it comes a time and point whereas you have to face reality right and that's what a lot of people fear it's, it's the realization of, of life and death how, how do you deal with those type of scenarios if you don't allow yourself to express what you're feeling to someone else do you think that's a good idea to say hey i can heal me do you think that's possible even with utilizing all the self-love self-awareness is very important you know because sometimes a lot of us don't even take a look in the mirror right we're real quick to to look at what everybody else is doing and talk about what everybody else is going through and how they handling their problems right why we sitting back being so judgmental we're not catering to our own well-being and we neglect ourselves how many of you have ever experienced such a thing whereas you became numb cold-hearted you know you just gave up you just felt as if you had nothing to lose and nothing to gain you felt that you were just an empty vessel just in existence without a life feeling like you have nothing to live for you, you packed with fear animosity anger you're lost you're desolate you're in the wilderness right similar to being in the twilight zone if uh many of you out there have ever watched it you understand what i'm talking about an endless time or you know without a beginning or an end you're just you're just there not knowing where you're going right can any can anyone out excuse me can anybody out there relate to what i just said all right all right well you know in any event throughout life you know we have our ups and downs we have what they call trials and tribulations right and then comes faith hope realization that you have to make decisions in life whether they're irrational rational whether it's for a purpose or you know good intent malintent whatever the case is but the end result is you have to make a choice you know it's a saying that 
when you know better, you do better. But what happened to those individuals who decide intentionally ignore what they really have to do because they have to invest in work. They have to face their life knowing the pain that's to come, right? Why are people so afraid to heal? You have a lot of people that rather, you know, remain being a victim, right? Have a, what most people would call a, a pity party who, do, who doesn't understand what mental illness is or depression, anxiety, you know, and other mental illnesses that are, that are out there, right? That may be unknown and unaware to a lot of people because they're not talking about it. That's why when you hear these certain names, you know, when they come up with certain medications for such and such and such, you're like, what is that? It happens because some people shut that part of their life out, not realizing that one day they, they're going to have to see that other side of them, right? So why would a person intentionally neglect their own mental health? Is it because of how people would perceive them? The perception of judgment, being embarrassed or being ashamed of who you are? not loving yourself, you refuse to be self-conscious, you ignore all facts of life. How could you grow, right? Would you remain stagnant and allow yourself just to waste away? Or would you come to terms that you are someone and you deserve to live a better life, right? All that stuff that you think about, all that is free. Your willingness, your cooperation, you know, all being rebellious and defiant. Sometimes a lot of us deal with those type of things. It's called pride or ego, right? How many times have pride or ego has gotten in your way for you to do something with your life and better yourself without having the fear of being successful or having the fear of failing, losing? Those type of things. Are you a winner? Do you want to win? Do you want to get yourself better so you can be a better person? So you can look back and see how far you came in life. They always say it's not where you at, it's where you, where you know. It's not where you come from, it's where you at. But I believe it's the other way around. It's where you came from that determines where you at in life. Whether you're willing to work on yourself and do better. And acknowledge the fact that life isn't always going to go your way. Regardless to how many of us was told we can have it all. We deserve this, we deserve that, we're entitled to this. We put ourselves so high above other people, knowing inside that we only at a certain level. So when you're unhappy with yourself, you know, people come up with a whole nother terminology or a whole nother, uh, how would I say, you know how they have a representative, right? When people walk around and they portray themselves to be one way to people so they can perceive them this way. But as they get to know them, a person would say, wow, they used to be this way, you know, in the beginning. But then two or three months later, they change. It's not the fact that they change, it's the fact that they couldn't keep up with the work they had to put into that character. And that's what a lot of people would do. They would be willing to put work in others, but they would refuse to utilize it for themselves. You understand what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen? This is my first uh, talk on this mental health section. I'm norm I'm nor I normally do it in podcasting or in the wisdom community. That's where I typically do most of my talks at. Um, no, I'm not a mental health specialist. I deal with that type of stuff. It's just life as an experience and all those other things. But political science is my thing. Um, other than that, that's, you know, that doesn't apply to me or the other stuff. Not, I'm not a doctor in that sense in the medical field. <laughs> but when it comes to laws and, you know, stuff like that, then yeah. Then you can say Dr. Benite. 
But yes, ladies and gentlemen, um, I figured I'd just come on here, at least to this uh, section of the of the wisdom uh, community, and introduce myself. My name is Nigel McKnight. Everything. I am 45 years old, and I am in uh, New York and the East Coast. Uh, I typically do talks and you know, uh, in relationships, uh, you know, just typical things, uh, current events, stuff like that. Uh, Anything that I can, you know, come up with, uh, I'll talk about it and or discuss it. It's, it's not a problem. I can pretty much adjust or adapt to any uh, conversation anyone wants to have out there. So that's not a problem. But next time, ladies and gentlemen, if you're interested in any of my talks or have any suggestions. Okay, well, I have someone coming in now, so I'll see what they have to say. Hi, Angela. How you doing? Good evening. Good evening. How are you tonight, Nigel? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Hanging in there. <laughs> it's still kind of humid, though. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yes. Awesome. I like your um, talk to me about grief, mourning, distress. Um, that's a that's a great topic because. Um, when people are in that situation, they it's so important and healthy for them to talk about it because they're going to go through so many different phases and cycles. There could be anger, there could be denial, there could be disappointment, there could be regrets. I mean, the list just goes on. Correct. That's absolutely true, and I, and I definitely agree. Because uh, I always wondered, is it more or less of a psychological thing, whereas people feel as if once they do get help, you know, comes a point in time where they have to let all the other stuff go, which made them the person that they are up until that point, though, rather than taking it as growth, right? Right. So do Well, you... and sometimes that person could, let's say, if they lost someone that they really loved, that person could have been like, their whole life, their whole world, and they're just polarized and they don't know what to do or how to move forward or how to move on. Right. Right. Because I've known a lot of people who have um, been through the everything through losing loved ones. I mean, their children, their, their parents, you know, their siblings, you know. And it'd be the younger ones, too, that that's, you know, leaving sooner you know what i mean something for for some people and i just sit back and i listen to the stories and you know it just seemed like you know you're living it all over again and sometimes i wonder what you know that within itself this that has to be some sort of trauma to where psychological damage would seem to them like for an eternity it, re it, it can because i've actually worked with people that have had a child pass away and it's been extremely traumatic for them and and they were and it's pain, really painful for them when it comes to holidays or birthdays or my daughter would be 18 right now or you know I don't get to take walk my daughter down the aisle cuz she's never going to get married and there's all these you know regrets and it's it's really hard when you 
see someone struggling in that in that place and and trying to be nurturing and supportive but also allowing them to feel what they're feeling and and validate that their feelings are real instead of telling them to oh well you know it's been 10 years now you should be over it well everyone heals in their own pace in their own time right i i think to me i you know personally that would be rude and somewhat uh dismissive to a person's life their livelihood like that that emotional attachment that loss that that is a forever like type of thing wondering what they would have been like as you mentioned before never you know a parent not walking her daughter down the aisle or if you know father whatever the case may be those are things that in a person's mind those what ifs or it could have been or i wonder like right. that right there is that's a lot the longer it goes by looking at other people and their children, their family, suppose that a, a family wasn't able to have children again and they refused to adopt because they, maybe they was possibly afraid of once again losing a, a child. Correct. Yes. And, and, and that's very common, you know, is, is well, or seeing a child that looks like mm. very similar to your child that you lost. Mm that can bring up a whole sea of emotions and it's hard because I don't know what the statistics are but I think it's 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 really challenging for couples to stay married together when they lose a child because it um it just it's it shatters them and some people know how to respond to grief and trauma and uh, other people don't because some people were taught to, you know, to not cry, to stuff your emotions down. But when it's grief, you gotta let it, you gotta process it. You gotta let it run its course. Correct. Because grief is what I, you know, explained earlier as well as you know. And for those who, you know, who just chimed in, that's that's the inwardness, you know, and that's the mental part of it, that the trauma part of it, that that can become toxic. Even I've known couples to literally like either take themselves out or or the other parent for blaming them, you know, whatever the case was, depending on how the child died or in in that regards, you know what I mean? It's a lot that goes on. Right. That I mean, it is like it, it's just terrifying, you know. Just to see a family happy no, one day, then the next, it's just over. It is. For about, I think, for me personally, um, when I was in my my early 20s, I did I did grief support for about a year and a half. And it, it was really, really hard. I mean, it was really challenging work, but I learned so much and i think the biggest thing it taught me was how to be humble mm -hmm. and how to really just sit with a person and let them feel safe and let them feel heard and um and if they needed a hug or they just you know wanted you to hold their hand to let them know that hey you know you're not alone right comfort Yes. Yes, we all we all need, you know, comfort in one way or another. And sometimes some people just 
need to, you know, cry or they just need to scream because, you know, they're so, they have all this pent up, you know, emotions that, you know, the shock, the horror, and some people will even, you know, blame God, you know, like it's God's fault. Why would God take a child? Why would God do this to me? And there's so many like lost questions that people have when they're stuck in grief. Right. And that's the whole thing. That's that's what fear does, especially dealing with the unknown, the, the whole why part, you know? Yes. Yeah. A lot of people go through that stuff. And, you know, I always encourage. So what's, your pod- what's your podcast? Oh, thank you so much, Angela. I really appreciate it. Thank you for yeah, joining. Yeah, what is your podcast? Because I see the timer running down. I have a podcast too. My podcast is called The Undetected Narcissist. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Mine's just called Sigma yeah. Male Diaries. Cool. Yeah, Sigma Male Diaries. Okay. 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 It was nice talking to okay. you. I appreciate it. Yes. Yeah, you're doing um, uh, <clears throat> awesome here. This is my first day. I think you said it was your first day on this as well. Yes. Yeah. On this yeah. portion. No, there's, there's, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I look forward to following you and, and learning more awesome stuff and hearing you speak from the East Coast. I'm in the opposite side here in Oregon. So. <laughs> okay. Is that considered the Midwest? <laughs> yeah. Or no, they call it the West Coast. Okay. Or the Northwest or something. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I had one of those names. One of those names. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Because it's not like you're in, um, uh, like, by, uh, what is it called? I forgot the name of it. It starts with a Y. <laughs> I oh, had, no, I'm, yeah. I'm in between California and Washington. So. Washington. Oh, yeah, you're right. By Seattle. Okay. Seattle. Yeah. Got you. See, yeah, there, yeah, there you go, right Washington. There. I'll, I'll get it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, yeah. So this is this is a, a good talk because people people need to talk about this stuff because I really, from doing the grief support for so many years, people feel such relief when they get to just get things off their chest and just talk to someone. It's so healthy. Right, I agree. It does. Yep. It does wonders. Yep. Well, you have a great night. I got like five seconds left, so you take care. Now, All right? right. Thank you. You too. Okay. All right. Bye. All right. All right. All right. We got Mary coming in. What's up, friend? Am I here? Yes, yes, you're here. Hey, Hi, Mary. Good evening. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. How you doing? Hi, nice. Hanging yeah, in there. This was a very interesting uh, topic. Angela speak, but um, you know, I had losses. Uh, th- thank God, I never lost a child. Right. But I had family member, a family member that lost a child to addiction. And uh, they tried everything for him. And um, it was just, uh, I couldn't believe it. I I had just seen him 
uh, we were in the same field. I mean, he's, he wasn't a child, but he was uh, in his 30s. And he had just gotten married and had two kids, two babies. Mm. Uh, fortunately, I was not able to attend his uh, funeral because it, it was very fast. It was uh, very chaotic. My brother went, my brother-in-law went, and it was a different state. And um, it could break up families, not only relations, not, not as between a man and a woman, but a, a family. It could be broken. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know whenever he was around, he brought a lot of joy to me. And I knew that he was high, whatever, but highly intelligent. And uh, he liked it. He really liked it. And, right. um, and I had seen him like a couple of weeks before, maybe even less. Um they moved from uh, California to New Jersey and they stayed in this house until they got their own house. Eventually, after the death, they, I guess, moved the family. But the point that I'm trying to make is some of us never really get over, no matter how much counseling we have. There's a song that I often listen to and it's called Mr. Bojangles by Sammy Davis Jr. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really me a lot because I did lose family members and I never really had a chance to grieve because everything became so chaotic. And, um, and yes, I did go into counseling, but still they're a part of me. And I want them, I want to remember them the way they were. I want to remember my dad. I want to remember my aunts. I want to remember my grandparents, my cousins, and how the family has broken up since certain deaths. The unit has broken up. And once something is broken, no matter what you do, I don't think it could never be the same. We could try to repair it, but you'll see those pieces, broken pieces. Right. Um, how do we heal? I asked that question. How do we heal from trauma, losses, uh, gains, or whatever? I don't think anybody really has an answer. No, I can tell you an answer on only from a logical and, and objective perspective with uh looking you know for for like reality we we can we can never heal we can just adapt and or cope adapt and that's accept. that's it that's how i see it and, yeah and i had a conversation we went to a memorial uh you know sunday uh veterans whole thing and i saw men from vietnam korean war and all kinds of wars iraq and and I was looking at them and some of them had no emotions, but some of them were smiling. Mm-hmm. But they were so- solemn. Right. And I, as I was sitting there with my friend, I was thinking, what is, what is going through their head? And what did they do? And did they really heal? I don't think so. No, no. They had moments of joy. They had moments of celebration. 
um, and then we went to a reactment um, at a park on the cliffs in uh, Fort Lee. And I learned an entirely different side of, of um, the War of Independence from a young man. I posted it on my Facebook. Um, I couldn't do it on Instagram. But uh, it was a totally different, these men, the, we entered a cabin. There was three women, two of us were small, the other one was a little bit taller, about four or five inches taller. And uh, eight men were sleeping there. Mm. In the freezing cold, in the cliffs, fighting ill health they didn't even know how to operate um the guns and the whatever there, there was no knowledge but they fought for independence and i wondered could they have healed i don't think so right but they accepted and you know and then i thought back if the veterans were sitting up front and they just accepted right. and they took whatever happiness they could get at any given moment but that's that was temporary wow yeah because yeah. oftentimes you know I, I run across certain people you know even on social media facebook and stuff like that and they be having similar questions you know wanting certain answers and you know me if if i don't know for sure personally i i can't i won't even answer it but i can just give you a general idea of how to go about it to you know to the best of your understanding you know because some people would say oh i've healed this is what i've done but in reality have you have you do you sit there and never think about it do you not miss that person that you lost that that you love so much you know is that really true because all it takes is a thought because your mind controls everything this your body just what brings forth the actions you did all it takes is a thought though and then the rest is is right there a thought can manifest itself in any way form shape or fashion it's a it goes about how the person expresses it in the outward nature so uh you know there are days of now i'm retired and i just you know sit in silence sometimes i do writing and um, uh -huh. journal, no, I don't. I put them into like poetry songs and things like that. Um, but like, I'll look at something and I'll remember that person was sitting here and I was speaking to them and now we're not talking. Wow. Because of You know, uh, about um, three years ago, I went to Canada and uh, my aunts were not there. And my uncle was very angry. And uh, he also served in the military. That's another issue. Mm -hmm. uh, but he really missed this one particular sister. And he said to me, I said, you got to let her go. And she said, no. He said, no. She was my best friend. She was the only one that understood me. And he got angry. Right. Really. 
Crazy. That's a trigger. Letting go. The point that he almost like threw me out of the house. And I grew up in that house. And then I had to stop. And uh, the next morning I got up and I said, you know, Uncle Mike, uh, you got to take me to the airport. I got to go back home. I didn't want to be there. Because I... I saw the hurt and it wasn't just his sister. It was the women that was he was involved with. It was a war, he was in a foreign country and now he doesn't really care about anything. It wasn't just his sister. It was about all the losses that he had. Yeah, growing up, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what he did. Exactly. And, uh, I wanted to call him today, but I just couldn't. Couldn't. Yeah. I'll miss him. I miss him a lot. Yeah. So, it, my dear, that's what I wanted to say, but we could only talk about it. Okay, thank, thank you, you, man. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I will call that quits. Well, I would say that is it for now. I will be back in this portion of uh, the wisdom uh, community, ladies and gentlemen. The mental health portion is my first one that I ever tried. Um, I've been at wisdom for, well, almost four days now. So um, I will keep in touch with this side of things. Um, ladies and gentlemen, um, you can always feel free to reach out to me at alpha male diaries at gmail.com. A-L-P-H-A male M-A-L-E diaries. You know, somebody asked me, is it spelled A-L-F-A? And they thought it was M-A-I-L or something. But yes, it's the correct spelling of an alpha male diaries. Just, just like that, ladies and gentlemen, okay? I can only simplify it that way. But thanks for listening. And to all of those who aren't following me, please remember to follow me. Um, you never know what you might hear. It could be uh, very useful um, and knowledgeable information. Sometimes I know how it is when you come across people, you know, they're kind of new. And you've already been dealing with other people that you're familiar with. But sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, it's always great to see and hear things from a different perspective. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, the simple fact of the matter is this. When you're dealing with grieving, mourning, and feeling and being in distress, there is really no real solution to healing from those things. You can either adapt, accept it, and cope with it, right? Because there are always these things that we would call triggers, and you never know what may trigger you to taking you back to that traumatic day of loss, specifically applied to a loved one. Ladies and gentlemen, mental health awareness is very serious, and utilize the help as much and as frequently as possible. It's not about what everyone thinks, it's about what you need. And that, ladies and gentlemen, this concludes my talk, my podcast. Some of you might like what I say. Then again, some of you might not. But I don't give a fuck. And I really don't. But thanks for listening, ladies and gentlemen. And this is your host on Wisdom. And your host on Sigma Male Diaries, Nigel McKnight. Y'all stay safe and be blessed. Amen. Amen.